The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, the Garam Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Our guest today is Neil Marston, Managing Director of Briar Resources. It trades under the code BYH and was last quoted at 4.8 cents for a market cap of $5 million. Now, that's not a lot for a junior company of any description, particularly in the case of Briar, as it has about $1.4 million in cash and is actively exploring for gold in WA to its own account around Gabonintha, which is to the south of Mekithara. It's also exploring for gold and copper in the Briar Basin to the west of Samphire's rich de Grusso mine to its own account, and for manganese in a joint venture with the vertically integrated manganese producer OM Holdings. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll dive into uh, all the projects at the moment, but first up, I'll welcome Neil to the program. G'day, Neil. G'day, Barry. It's great to be with you. Right. Now, first up, Neil, could I get you to give us a, a bit of a rundown on your background and uh, perhaps the company? Yes, Barry. Look, I uh, didn't start life in the mining industry, but certainly uh, started in the surveying and mapping game initially, and then um, in my 20s got uh, into into working for mining and exploration companies. So sort of come from that sort of surveying and mapping background, I sort of switched to commerce and project management through my career and stepped out of the sector for a while as well uh, when things were a bit uh, quiet in the late 1990s, but came back into the industry just as the mining boom kicked off in early 2000s, worked on iron ore projects, copper and gold, a variety of roles for various listed companies. And um, 2010, I um, was involved in listing a company called Horseshoe Metals and more recently uh, was involved in promoting prior resources. In 2017, we got that listed on the ASX. That's a relative uh, newbie to the ASX, um, which I I guess partly explains the uh, market cap. Uh, So you wouldn't have too many shares out on issue? Uh, We've just got over uh, just over 100 million shares on issue at the moment. And that uh, ticked up uh, after a a capital raising we did with um, Hartley's Limited uh, back in October. So, yeah, a nice tight capital base gives plenty of leverage to exploration upside, of course. Absolutely. Now, um, there's been some news flow of late from the company with the issue of a maiden gold resource estimate at Gabonintha for the Tumblegum South Prospect uh, project, I guess. After uh, what was a seems to be a fairly limited drilling program, you came out with a 600,000 tonnes grading, uh, a nice 2.2 grams a tonne for 42,500 ounces. And it's not the uh, the biggest resource estimate we've seen come out, but uh, I'm just wondering what the, the story is there. Yeah, Barry, the Tumblegum South Prospect um, sits within an area of tenure, which we've got about uh, 170 square k's of of uh, ground we've got the mineral rights to. And the Tumblegum South is um, a bit landlocked by other tenement holders. So we always knew there was potential for mineralisation there, and that's why we've undertaken a number of drilling programs to get to that uh, resource estimate. We've only drilled about 4,000 metres of drilling across the two programs. So just a modest expenditure just to see if what uh, sort of resources were there and 
mineralisation there is very much typical of what you'd find up in the greenstone belts of Western Australia. Uh, mineralisation is in multiple loads up to one metre intervals, uh, grading over one ounce gold. And we've only really scratched the surface, drilled down to about 100 metres uh, to date with our drilling. So we realised that there was, uh, from, from the drilling we did, we realised there was uh, potential there to establish a resource. And in this market, um, because that tenement's so landlocked, the potential for us to really uh, expand that into a huge resource, uh, which could be a standalone operation, doesn't exist. So our strategy at the board level was um, and has been to get it to a point where we can uh, put it to the market and uh, see if we can monetize that that small portion whilst retaining the rest of our ground in that area uh, for for later exploration. And, and by doing that, our aim is really to take any value we can get out of Tumblegum South and and direct that towards our Briar Basin exploration programs which we've got lined up for this year. Right. So just on Tumblegum South, so you're, you're talking outright sale or toll treatment deal? Or? Well, look, ideally um, an outright sale which would generate um, cash even if it's in instalments. We've seen a number of deals like that being announced to the market over the last 18 months or so. Um, that, that would be the ideal. But look, we're open to other you know, arrangements, toll treating. Certainly the work we've done to date indicates that an open pit can be developed to to take out uh, the shallowest portion of the mineralisation to start with, um, with potential for, for going underground or, or a deeper cutback um, once further drilling is done. So, you know, there's plenty of upside potential for that lease. So, so if we can... Uh, do a transaction which gives us a bit of um, sort of free carry at the end, that would that would be ideal as well. Right. Any sort of timetable on that? Well, we've got Hartley's Limited running a formal process for us. The first phase of that finishes at the end of February with non-binding indicative offers uh, required uh, to be submitted and then sort of a, a more formal process through to the end of March. So because it's uh, a fairly small database, overall there's only five to six thousand metres of drilling being done so so it shouldn't take people too long to to evaluate it and complete their due diligence and you mentioned you were landlocked there so i take it there's uh, you've got plenty of potential buyers in the region some who would have existing treatment plants uh, absolutely um there's the nearest uh, operating plant at the moment is uh, westgold's murchison operations at the bluebird plant which is about 30 kilometers away and also Monument Mining, they've got uh, the Bernacurra uh, Gold Plant, which is about 20 kilometres away. It's currently uh, sitting there waiting for them to really uh, get that back into production. And they've got uh, the ground to the immediate north of us. So they're, they're two parties we're obviously talking to, but there's, uh, there's other parties as well who've uh, shown a serious interest about potential of um, open pit and then taking the, the material across to their own processing plant. Okay. Nice little uh, resource there. So we've mentioned the uh, the briar is the, the main focus of the company and it's uh, the focus there is split into two parts with the gold copper exploration and then the manganese. Can we start out with the the gold copper interest of the company and what the program for 2020 is there? Yes, Barry, uh, ever since we listed the company uh, and pr- even prior to that when we put the package together and started doing some pre-IPO exploration, we always were, were working on the basis of spending most of our effort on as uh, you know ten to twenty percent of the tenement, tenement package. So we've got about eleven hundred square k's at the moment, 
we undertook in those early phases uh, high-resolution airborne magnetics. We flew a, a detailed heliborne VTEM survey with some follow-up ground EM work, a broad-spaced but uh, comprehensive soil sampling program using an, uh, an auger on the back of a land cruiser. And, and that's given us a really um, great data set, which from there we undertook some drilling in uh, 2018 and also some follow-up work uh, such as gravity surveys late last year. And the drilling we did in 2018, the area which came up with some very interesting results was at a place called Windelar. Uh, Windelar is about 13 kilometres due south of the Horseshoe Lights copper gold mine. Uh, Horseshoe Lights was running up into the mid-1990s. I was actually involved with that mine when it was um, running and during that period, so I know that area very well. And what we've really been looking for in in the whole of our exploration around there is for a copycat or similar deposit to Horseshoe Lights and, uh, as you mentioned, to Grusa, which is a little bit further to the east. And these deposits are VMS in their origin, so it's volcanogenic massive sulphide, and they generally occur in, in, in camps elsewhere in the world. You see um, clusters or, or, or multiple deposits uh, within a region. So we're firmly of the belief that De Grusa and its nearby Monte satellite and also Horseshoe Lights uh, they're not the only copper gold uh, deposits in the Briar Basin. And so our strategy continues to be to, to chase these down. So at Windelar, we, where we did some drilling, we basically hit some gold mineralisation there. We got intervals of up to five metres at 6.6 grams, uh, down about 80 metres. So this, that was the first sort of drilling in that area. And what that identified was... Um, we basically were in the same geological sequence, um, drilling into the top of the what they call the Narracuda Volcanics, which is the, or considered to be the most prospective geology in that area. So when we start hitting gold just at the top of the Narracuda Volcanics, that um, is all the char- has all the characteristics of that uh, ho- nearby Horseshoe Lights mine. So um, that. Um, that, that on itself was quite exciting, but um, also with the soil geochemistry work we've been doing, we came up with some very interesting anomalism there. And uh, whilst it's difficult to get the market excited about an arsenic or an antimony anomaly, the geological team have, have identified just to the east of where we drilled those RC holes in 2018 and got those gold results, uh, an area which is uh, well over a square kilometre, uh, which has got... Um, those pathfinder elements I mentioned at um, like 10 times above normal background readings for what you'd expect. So things like antimony are very much considered to be potentially indicative of a volcanogenic massive sulphide system. And where so where this uh, anomaly is, there's never been any drilling. Um, there's a little bit of cover um, just off to the east of it, which you know tends to make these things a little bit more hidden. De Gruyser itself was under a bit of cover. So it's got all the hallmarks of uh, potentially being an alteration cell, which uh, could have uh, something um, economic. And uh, and that's why we're planning to do an Air Corp uh, program for that starting in the next few weeks. What's the name of that project, uh, project area? So we call it um, Windelar East at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, looking very encouraging indeed. We've also done a gravity survey uh, late last year and that covered that area. And and all the results of that are sort of supporting our interpretation of the geology in the area. So, yeah. so we'll be putting a three to four thousand meters of air core across that in the coming weeks, and that'll be the sort of first 
little uh, program we'll be doing to to start exploration there. Once we've got those results, we've got a plan uh, to go back and do about the same, you know, three to f- three thousand meters of uh, RC drilling, and that will ideally test anything that we get uh, from the air core drilling in this first phase, but also go and put some more holes around where we got those good gold results in two thousand and eighteen, and also um, test some other areas where. Uh, We've got coincident gravity lows and um, VTEM anomalies as well. So there's plenty of uh, targets for us to actually spend our money on in that area. And uh, we'll be giving it a, a real good shove this year with our exploration efforts. Mm. Uh, there is a shortage of quality gold copper or copper gold projects out there. I was just wondering, um, are you getting many approaches from uh, some of the cashed up players out there uh, with uh, joint venture proposals or is the intention to proceed? 100% your own account at this stage? Well, at this, um, at this stage, uh, Samfire are exploring on ground through a joint venture with Alchemy uh, on ground just to the east of us and also uh, much further to the, to, to the south of our tenement holding down around Peak Hill. They're doing a lot of work um, and they, they've done a number of joint ventures with a number of other players in the area. We've obviously had some... Uh, early discussions with the team at uh, Samfire, but at this stage we've decided that these targets look too compelling for us to not go and drill test in our own right. So that's why we've been very um, keen to to get out there and do this work, and hopefully, uh, you know, get get some get some results on 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 what uh, is in front of us, and uh, hopefully have some real exploration success out of uh, these targets. Mm, okay. Now, um, an exciting addition to the portfolio has been the manganese uh, story with uh, OM. Can you just uh, run through for listeners uh, the nature of that strategic alliance with OM and uh, what the uh, what the plan and intentions are in the Briar there? Well, it's quite funny. Um, the Briar Basin's been renowned for manganese production historically, and I was up on site a week after we listed in 2017 and saw some mining activity on some ground at the foot of the Horseshoe Range, uh, and that was uh, on a tenement held by private operators at the time. Um, and the person I was uh, with, it, uh, I asked them what was going on, and they said, oh, you know, there's a new manganese mine opening up. So that uh, sort of uh, picked my interest um, when uh, manganese prices were quite high uh, back in 2017, and it was uh, something we decided to follow up uh, through through the early part of 2018. Uh, we did a fair bit of sampling and, and really identified that there's a lot of um, what you probably call mid-grade manganese sitting up in the in the Horseshoe Range in our ground. We've got over 60Ks of this sort of prospective horizon and all the early mining that was done was really high-grading um, what was on the surface and, and you know, um, uh, there wasn't much sophistication to it at all. Yeah. But um, um, So we kept on identifying um, some good results and then... Um, after we put out a few of those numbers to the ASX, uh, we got a phone call from our friends at OM Holdings, uh, and uh, uh, subsequently they um, we negotiated a deal with them and announced that last year. Um, that's uh, up, all up uh, $7.3 million for them to earn up to 70% in the project. Uh, they've gone through stage one, which uh, was a million-dollar investment, of which half of that came to us as, as cash payments. Um, and they've got now got 10%. Uh, we spent half a million dollars on exploration um, in sort of May, June last year and came up with, with some really exciting results and, uh, you know, grades of up to about 40% manganese, uh, 
uh, in some areas, but uh, you know, consistently getting uh, intervals of uh, 20, 20 to 30% manganese. And that's really uh, led uh, OM to want it to continue with the joint venture. They um, exercised their right to proceed uh, in August last year, and we've uh, done a little bit more planning and mapping work since then, and uh, uh, we'll be getting back out there uh, in the coming months to go and start uh, following up on some of the targets we drilled last year but also some areas which we didn't get uh, onto last year as well. And so, um, you know, we're, we're really uh, excited about this, the, the activity we've got planned. Um, the good thing is all of the work that we're doing is fully funded by OM Holdings. Um, their Australian subsidiary is uh, providing us with those funds. And, and uh, OM's, uh, you know, as you mentioned, they're fully vertically integrated. They've got operations up in the Northern Territory, uh, which have got only... Um, one or two years worth of reserves ahead of them, so they're looking to to continue mining in Australia, and and uh, they've had a look at a lot of projects in the past, and this is the first transaction they've done. So um, we're quite confident that uh, uh, between us, we'll be able to move forward to a commercial um, operation, um, and if that case is the case, then um, it's really been. Um, a very positive strategy for us to to uh, undertake, and we're very very pleased with uh, with you know this sort of value accretion we've uh, achieved through the manganese strategy. Mm. Uh, manganese uh, would be uh, not well known by most investors, but it's obviously a, a key ingredient in uh, steel production and cannot be replaced by anything else. Um, it's, it tends to be a volatile commodity. I was just wondering. Uh, what do you and OM, how do you and OM see it at the moment and uh, what do you see as the potential upside, particularly with, I understand, uh, manganese is uh, looking very interesting when it comes to batteries. Well, well that's right. Um, the manganese market, like a lot of um, uh, products, uh, has um, some volatility in its pricing depending on supply and demand. The greatest uh, amount of production for manganese comes out of South Africa and Australia. I think it's about second still. And look, the the demand for manganese um, from the battery side, um, whilst steel, um, demand from steel will drive the price of manganese, in some of those specialty areas, um, uh, manganese prices will, uh, will certainly... Um, I think in the future be quite solid based on on the growing energy storage um, scenario. So so that's quite exciting for us. And the, the good thing about having OM as a partner is they run their own smelters in Sarawak. They can basically process um, all sorts of manganese products. So um, what we're looking to uh, in the Briar Basin as being the sort of uh, product. Um, it's got a reasonable um, iron content in there, but that uh, that actually uh, can still be used by them in their smelters. So, so we're uh, we're we're quite comfortable that um, having OM is basically um, acting as our selling agent and, and potential mm-hmm. offtake par- partner. Uh, certainly, de-risks uh, the enterprise uh, and the venture from our point of view. Yeah, nice way to ease yourself into a, well, a new industry for you. Um, and just by the way, uh, the locally listed OM uh, has a market cap of uh, more than $300 million, so quite a big undertaking. 
All righty. Uh, with that, um, I'm going to thank you for your time and wish you all the luck. And uh, we'll be particularly interested to watch uh, that those upcoming drilling programs in the Briar. So good luck with it all, Neil. And thanks for your time today. Great uh, to talk with you today, Barry. Thank you very much. Cheers.